This is BetQL Daily with the Joes, Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. Welcome back on BetQL Daily on Twitter at BetQL Daily weekdays at 9 a.m. to noon on the BetQL Network. And you know, it's interesting as playoff expands in the sport with the futures market. And uh, we'll be joined by Kenny White coming up in a few minutes. Looking forward to uh, his thoughts, his perspective on the upcoming college football season. But, Joe, we're talking about Clemson, Bama, and then there's everybody else. Or is there this upcoming season? Would you be tempted by a team that you think is going to just slip into the playoff because they're going to be in the mix and you can hedge against it? And maybe they have a shot. Who knows something crazy can happen? Or is it just... You're probably wasting your money. You're getting that inflated number for a reason. Yeah, it feels like there's too many years of this, right? If this was year two or three or four of the domination by two teams, I feel like, all right, someone else has to win this year. I think we're past that now. The only team that it feels like over the past five to seven years has, you know, you you can make a real case, and if things break right, they're there, is Ohio State. You know, they had Justin Fields last year, and then they played really well. Uh, in a playoff game. But, like, other than Ohio State, can you close your eyes and picture anyone beating one or both of those teams to go win a national title? It just doesn't happen. It just it hasn't happened for so long. Yeah. Is is there a team out west? Everything can come together, like Washington. People love them this year. I know Kenny does. People love that yeah. team. Uh, same thing with North Carolina. So you've got Howell, the quarterback. It's, it's just Howell alone with some of his weapons. Is that going to be enough to get it done? Probably not. Just think about the leap that we're talking about here. Yeah, I always I keep waiting for Oklahoma to be that kind of team because they always have a star quarterback. Lincoln Riley always put together a great offense there at Oklahoma. But it just doesn't it seem like every time, every year I go and I'm like, all right, you know what? Oklahoma might be a sneaky good pick this year. Then lose the game to somebody in September. Happen. Yeah. And it's like, what, what are we doing? Or or the they they make it. Right. And they, they fool wrong. everybody again. And then it's a complete blowout. They lose by six touchdowns in the playoff game. We've seen that uh, that time and again. Yeah. And LSU is the kind of school we saw it a couple of years ago with that amazing team. They had Burrow and all those great weapons and all right. And a couple of defensive players that are in the NFL now. But they haven't been able to sustain it. That That's what separates Alabama from LSU. Like yeah, LSU has moments. They have years. But Alabama does it every year. A team like LSU pops up and, and they go back. I am disappointed with one thing, though, because uh, there were some foolish teams in the NFL draft like Denver and Carolina that needed a quarterback, and they decided to pass on Justin Fields. Like, I wanted the drama. I wanted the Bears to tank and get that quarterback a year from now. I'm happy with Fields, but it, but just for, for work purposes, I wanted the Bears to be forced to draft Sam Howell, another North Carolina quarterback. You know what? That, that reminds me of what— <laughs> It just happened in Philadelphia. Like there were rumors the Eagles might be interested in some quarterbacks early in the draft. And who was, you know, in the mix at that point? Trey Lance. And the people in Philadelphia mm. were like, no, no, no. We're not doing we're not doing North Dakota State again. We did it with Carson Wentz. We're not doing it again. And Lance might turn out to be a wonderful player. So might Howell. It's just that's always a weird dynamic. Can you go back to the well for the same school for the quarterback? And it's it's such a dumb argument, too. Oh, it's totally. such it's so stupid because it's, one like, has two nothing players, to do with the other. Totally. Like Trey Lance is independent of Carson Wentz. There's they're d- different people, different players like Trey Lance is going to be fine. Like it's nothing to do with Carson. But, you know, but that's what people feel like. We just did this. We just went down this path. I'm not doing it again. That's that's what would have happened in Chicago. You know, people would have <laughs> said, uh-uh, 
Yep. No more Carolina quarterbacks. Not here. No doubt. No doubt. But we don't have to deal with it. There are some foolish teams that Justin Fields fell to the Bears. Uh, they were able to move up in the draft. But enough about that. How about the 2021 college football power ratings right here from Kenny White? And he joins us now. Kenny White Sports. Dot com. Kenny, uh, very excited. I got the book the other day. Can't wait to go through the, uh, what, 335 pages over the next couple of weeks as we get set for the uh, college football season. Tell us about this labor of love. What are the people going to get with your Power Ratings book? Well, well, hi, Joe. Joe. Thanks, thanks. thanks for having forward to this. Uh, it is uh, going to be a great season, great college football season. You're right. It's a labor of love. I've been doing it for, for such a long time. Um, every year I'd make my own, my own book up so that I could follow the follow each team with as much information as I could have on each page to make a sports betting line for the sports books in the state of Nevada. And finally said, you know what? Sports betting is expanding everywhere. I think I should show everybody this magazine um, so that they can bet and, and make their own betting line and have the right information that they need at their fingertips every day to follow it. Uh, injuries are so important, you know, coaching strategies, the scheduling. Uh, but the most important thing is starting off with a solid foundation. And that's starting off with that power rating, because that's what a lot of friends have told me. I've asked them, hey, what do you think about this here, that there, the, the, the design of the magazine? They're like, hey, doesn't matter. I just want your power ratings. That's all I want. You know, and that's what it is all about. So uh, the power ratings are key. Um, I've developed my power rating system over the years to come out with an average team as 100. So if you're a person who doesn't want to keep up with all the writing and use the book as a workbook, you can also just use it for the eyeball test. When your team's playing another team, go to the magazine, see the opponent, see what their power rating is, and you know if they're above average, average, or a below average football team. So you can kind of know what you should be expecting to see in that football game that day. Kenny, you have the Washington team, Washington University of Washington, as the fifth best team in the country heading into the season. A lot of people are high on them. They can make a big leap this year, and I understand it. You look at their opponent for week one. Kenny, you have Michigan at 48, number five versus number 48. Yet the line on that game right now, Michigan plus one. So almost a pick em kind of game. Kenny, uh, that makes me feel like I should be in on Washington week one in a big way. Yeah, that would be a, a, a nice spot for them. I think they win that football game. You're right. Uh, John Harbaugh just has not gotten the players at Michigan that they used to get. They used to be able to recruit the state of Ohio, uh, but he has not recruited the state of Ohio, and that's a great high school football state. And I think that's where maybe his downfall has been so far. Uh, Jimmy Lake in Washington, the cupboard is just uh, loaded there with talent because of Peterson. Uh, and he stepped out. Blake stepped in at the right time. I think he got good experience last year just coaching four games. I think he's going to make so many adjustments for this year. And he has the players to do it. Ten players on defense that have uh, 350 starts or more. Seven players on offense. And the quarterback they bring in, Patrick O'Brien, I think he's going to fill. They had the returning quarterback, Dylan Morris. But I think Patrick O'Brien's the better quarterback. He's just going to upgrade that offense. Kenny, with a lot of college football fans, one frustrating thing right now is, well, every year in the end, we're talking about, is it going to be Clemson or is it going to be Alabama? And there's just this uh, dramatic drop off after those two teams. But take a look at your power ratings right here. You're saying, hold up, fellas. Oklahoma is right there. Uh, explain. Yeah, Oklahoma is right there. Uh, this team is great. Uh, Spencer Rattler is going to put up ridiculous numbers in this offense. But the key always, we always know what the key is for Oklahoma. We know their offense is always great. Where's the defense? 
You know, they're laying way too many yards per game, but the last two years, the defense is far better. They have 13 players with 350 snaps or more. And I keep referring to that because people like to hear about returning starters. Um, I don't I do not do returning starters because you started a game and add those starts up. I, I give you player experience for your snaps on the field. So there's players. I can give you players that have played over 500 snaps last year in college football, never started a game. And people will not give them credit for a starter. They are a starter. But you know what? They'll give a player on Ohio University who played 100 snaps last year but started three games because they only played three games. So they started three out of three. So they're a returning starter. Give me the guy who played 500 snaps over the guy that played 100. And that's the way it should be done. Oklahoma has 13 players that have been on the football field for 350 snaps or more their offense has 15 players. This is one of the most experienced offense in the entire country with one of the most exciting quarterbacks in the entire country who will be the number one draft pick in, in next year's NFL draft. And the defense is far better. I think they did a great job. Alex Grinch is in his third year. I've already seen the improvements. This is his year to dominate defensively. Oklahoma's my team. Yeah, I'm a big Sooner fan. And I, and I don't have any favorite teams. My favorite team every year is the team with the most value on the betting board in the futures. And week to week, I have new favorite teams when I find it when I find a point spread in my favor. Kenny, can anyone give Ohio State a run for their money in the Big Ten, or is this their conference again? I'm really going out on the limb on this one. Uh, Minnesota is a team I've you know what when I when I put this magazine together, everything, all the information in it was May first. And it was from January 1st to May 1st was just nonstop crunching numbers, player ratings, and then putting it together, getting in the spreadsheets, getting it in the magazine form, getting it out to the printer. It's such a rush job. And since that time, I've had time to slow down, go over the teams, make some adjustments. Like I said, I'm going to make adjustments. Everybody I, I suggest to write in the book. It's a magazine to make adjustments. If you don't think Oklahoma is going to be as good as I do, drop them two and a half points. Make them a 130 rating instead of 132 and a half. If you like Florida better than I do, raise them up from a 111 to 115. So let's go back to Minnesota and Ohio State. Going through Minnesota, I think I undergraded them a little bit when I did my rating on them. So I've upgraded a couple of players. I've upgraded their rating a couple of points. And they get Ohio State the first week of the season. Um, Ohio State breaking in a new quarterback with no experience. Tanner Morgan from Minnesota is, I think, one of the best quarterbacks in the conference. He didn't play last year well in COVID. Go back and see what he did in 2019. And P.J. Fleck is a really good coach, one of the guys I really respect. I think he does an outstanding job. So I think Minnesota wins their side of the division. I think they can upset Ohio State in the first game of the season. But that, that, that doesn't fare well for them when they get to the championship game because Ohio State will have revenge and be far better at that point. So they'll probably end up beating them in the championship game. So maybe I hope for a close game. I don't win my money line bet on the Gophers in week one, but maybe I can cash that Big, uh, Big Ten championship ticket on the, on the Golden Gophers. With Kenny White, KennyWhiteSports.com is where you can find his book. Uh, check it out. There's a, loads of information uh, in this book. What about some other conference futures that you like? We hit on the Big 12 and the Big 10 a little bit. Any other standout, Kenny? Yeah, you hit on Washington. I, li- I like them in the in the Pac-12. Uh, in the uh, SEC, um, 
Boy, the SEC was kind of tough. I don't think I really bet anything on the SEC. Uh, let me think here. You got me. Uh, you got me thinking. It's a bad thing. It's it's better to better to tell me what tell, <laughs> tell me where I'm at. Um, um, you know, a couple of win totals I can give you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, Iowa. I went under eight and a half with Iowa. Um, a big Kurt Ferentz fan, but you know what? Coaches get into upper age. Twenty two years now. He's been at Iowa. Um, I don't know if the message is really being fully received. They're still good, and he's actually still covered more point spreads than he hasn't in the last five years. But I'm, I'm down on the quarterback, Spencer Petrius. I, I don't like him. I haven't liked what I've seen from him. Uh, they have the least amount of starters or second least amount of starters in the Big Ten returning in my magazine, just six on defense and seven on offense. And I think they got a really tough schedule. So I only had them at 6.4 wins, and, and the sportsbooks had them at 8.5. This was a team I went over again after the magazine was published. Did not make any adjustments to them. Uh, I think that's a solid underplay. I'm also under on Florida. Uh, their their win total was – I went under nine and a half, I found. I think they've got four really ridiculously tough football games. And I'm, and I'm feeling they got to go three and one in those games to get to ten wins. Uh, that That's a really tough schedule. They lose a, a, an NFL quarterback, and they lose one of the best – receivers with Kyle Pitts in, in college football and they lost a lot of other players. So uh, they're, they're going to be down a little bit to Florida Gators when I'm always looking for unders. And I think everyone who bets these should be looking for unders in the year of COVID because uh, some teams are not going to have the, the right players that they need to put on the football field to be as good as they normally would be. So I think it's going to be safer to bet unders this year. It is every year, but it'll be far safer to bet unders this year than it will be in any other year. Kenny, was it harder this year to put together the book and the magazine off of the year we had last year where it was so much, I mean, not every team played the same amount of games. Like, was it more difficult for you to do your research and, and get everything you need to be where it needed to be for this year's book? Yeah, I'll tell you, the biggest challenge was uh, what year the player is. Is he a freshman, sophomore, junior, senior? What year he is? Because 80% of the websites didn't move their players year up, athletic ability. So if they were a sophomore last year and they played six games, they're a sophomore this year. I didn't feel that way. I thought that player should be graded as a junior, uh, so other people could see what type of experience they have. That was a that was a really a problem, but um, on a whole, no, because my formula is the same way every year. Add up the experience points. How many experience points do they have from coming in from high school to their years on campus, like the snaps? If a guy had a hundred hundred plays on the field, he's getting one and a half points in my experience point scale. If he played 500 snaps, he's getting three points on that scale. And you get, you can get up to 10 points. That's as high as I give you. You get rated off your, your height, your weight, and your speed for your experience. And then any stats you had last year, that may have been a little bit of a, a different uh, challenge as well because I hate small sample sizes. Because mm -hmm. when I have a small sample size, now I've got to really try to come somewhere in the middle. Was that a, you know a great three games? Was he lucky three games? What, what was the situation? Why did he do so well? Or why did he do so poorly? So that, that was a little bit more difficult. Kenny White, KennyWhiteSports.com to find the power ratings book. Kenny, let's uh, let's do this again so we can talk about Heisman and the NFL book, right? Yeah, hey, let's do it. Yeah, I'm, I get, the NFL book's on your way, Joe. We'll get you guys a couple. Let me know where to send them and uh, enjoy the magazine. Hope it helps you win this year. Uh, will do. We'll check in with Kenny White again. And lightning bets are next on the BetQL Network.